Hi, I'm Derek Weirosh. I'm the president and CEO of Palladium One Mining. And here at uh, PDAC downtown Toronto at the uh, convention center, which is uh, absolutely packed. It's uh, an excellent show this year. Much, much appreciated after the uh, the last couple of slow years due to COVID. Well, that, that's great. Hey, like, Derek, I really appreciate you kind of um, dialing in hot off uh, the, the, the shop floor, as it were. Um, I want to talk to you about obviously today's press release and everyone's talking about it. Metal Corp, that's it, right? Um, I mean, talk, talk through the kind of terms of the, the deal first, then I want to get into the why. Yeah, sure. So uh, it's a small tuck in acquisition, $3.3 million purchase price. We're going to be paying 100% of it in, uh, in shares. And it's really strategic. I think the first way to think about the transaction is it's uh, financing via MA. So out of the 3.3 million purchase price in shares, we're going to be picking up about $1.8 million in cash, non-flow through money, so hard dollars for those that use that terminology, which uh, is great. And there's obviously then a, a premium we're paying for about of about $1.5 million for a portfolio of assets. Uh, we're acquiring two critical mineral projects in Ontario, as well as a small royalty portfolio in Ontario, Canada, and uh, most importantly, and what really has me uh, most interested with regards to this transaction, is we're acquiring a, an earn-in agreement where Barrick is earning into the company's projects known as East Hemlo, which is the eastern extension of their Hemlo mine. And for those that haven't been following our story fully, um, our Tyco project is just north of Hemlo. So we are going to be one of the major landholders on that northeast section of uh, Lake Superior. Okay, so and, and what you're also doing, and in fact, do you know what, before I kind of get into also what you're doing is, what we're hearing from the various conferences down in Miami, down in the, in, in, in the U.S., and also from early conversations here at PDAC, uh, I know it's busy because I can hear people in the background. There's a bit of hubbub uh, going on there. Is that the gold guys are feeling a little bit unloved at the moment. The, the kind of critical minerals and the battery metals companies seem to be the talk of the town. I mean, sorry, is, is, is that what you're hearing as well? Yeah, very as, much so. That? Yeah, recently I was in uh, Vancouver. And last week I was in uh, Miami for the conferences down there. And it's absolutely the uh, the case. There's a, a, an absolute buzz with regards to the critical minerals. And main, most of the focus, from my perspective, is on the, uh, the nickel copper. Obviously, lithium is, is quite hot right now. But uh, you know what? Uh, there's even people walking around looking for the zinc exposure. So, uh, yeah, it, it's definitely, I think, uh, hurting the uh, meeting schedules of some of the uh, pure play gold uh, companies. It, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. I think I think what people are looking to these very exceedingly large balance sheets of automotive companies or battery metal uh, companies, not battery metal, sorry, um, b- battery companies, where they dwarf mining companies typically. So that, that there's new sorts of money coming into the space. But guys like you are starting to get focused on, and you just added um, copper, nickel, zinc, silver, gold to, to the portfolio with, with this acquisition uh, uh, as well. I'm intrigued um, as to how do you, how are you picturing this year playing out for you? But, you know, getting all of those kind of key buzzwords into the story, into the narrative is great, but then you've got to actually do something with it. So what are you trying to build up here? We are very much thematically on the green technology or green transportation thematic. We already have a tremendous amount of uh, copper and nickel exposure. This acquisition is supplementing that exposure. 
Now, what's what's most important about this particular transaction is it's not going to distract us. We do not have any requirement to fund the uh, the, the the gold on that Hemlo project. That's Barrick that's going to be funding the assessment credits there. The other assets, a key asset, which is Big Lake, which is a VMS uh, project, also proximal to uh, to Tyco, and the North Rock, which is a, which is a copper asset. They have assessment credits banked up that'll last between 10 and 20 years. So this is really providing a significant amount of optionality to the company at a time when these commodities are very hot. But our focus will remain our current portfolio. Right. But I will say this, you're now starting to build up a portfolio and with portfolios comes responsibility, liabilities um, and, you know, um, you know, c- c- cash calls because you've got to keep, keep them motoring. You've got to have a view about how they come together or what you're going to do with them. So, you know, a $25 million company with a growing portfolio of green metals is great. But you've got to kind of drive the value portion here. So how does one do that? Is the market going to do the heavy lifting or what are the bits that you are in control of? Well, we're, we're really in control of the discovery success that we have, right? So we're going to keep a focus on uh, on Tyco. Uh, we've applied for permits on the Canlas project up in the Yukon that we're extremely positive on. And we're going to focus on those two projects in the uh, in the near term. What uh, you know this acquisition does is it provides us some interesting optionality. There's a lot of people out in the market that are looking for added copper exposure. North Rock has a historic resource. I think it's very clear that that property can grow. So whether we're doing the work or perhaps somebody else uh, does the work, uh, you know that's something we are going to uh, look at as part of our corporate development strategy and how we get exposed and advance these projects while not being a distraction to our exploration activities. Right, okay. And so historically, typically, exploration kind of drives the, real, the, the, the value, certainly of, of um, you know, juniors, explorers, et cetera. Exactly. Last year was a kind of shock to the system for lots of people. Lots of news items coming out uh, in press releases had no reaction, a shrug from the marketplace. I think precious metal guys especially, um, but for, for you, were there any learnings from last year about how you approached the market? Um, have you adapted your thinking for 2023 as a result of last year? Well, I, I think the reality is that the market works at lightning speed, right? And you can't be op- you know, you can't have so much optimism that all oh, the money is going to be there tomorrow. You've, you've got to take advantage of opportunities when they present themselves. So apart from the, uh, the, the asset portfolio we're getting, with Metal Corp as an example, we're getting $1.8 million in cash on this. It's a, it's effectively a financing. We're only issuing, like if we went to the market and did a financing today, we're only issuing an extra 13 million shares for this entire portfolio. So, you know, make sure that we have a robust balance sheet is I think really uh, critical and being able to ride the, uh, the wave. As, as it were. So on a pro forma basis uh, with this transaction as at uh, December 31, well, we'd have $13 million in cash uh, and position us extremely well uh, to ride out whatever volatility we see. And at the same time, you know, we continue to seek uh, other opportunities in the market, but this was an opportunistic one that took some time to, uh, to, to put together. 
So that's part and parcel of what we get informed when you when you have a market that one day to the next just rolls right over. Nice having uh, Barrack in as part of the conversation too, I imagine. Um, so so given that kind of cash environment that you you uh, explained or the, the balance sheet environment that you, you, you just explained, are you under any pressure? Do you feel either internally with you know board discussions because you discuss these things all the time, I'm sure, or from shareholders or elsewhere to uh, maybe offload because people are looking at Finland and going, well, it's kind of kind of gone a bit quiet there. Um, is there some value to be had now or in the future? And if so, what does that look like? Finland is a very high quality asset. It's large in scale. It's very straightforward, we believe, to grow it significantly from where it is now. And there's huge optionality in it. It's the only asset right now where we have a resource. And I believe it underpins our valuation because it's got that resource. You know, disposing that asset right now, I'm not sure is the right uh, thing to do uh, and, or spinning it out or something along those lines. As a matter of fact, um, what surprised me quite a bit coming over the last month or so is the frequency of the inbounds related to the finished project has increased dramatically from um, corporates. Whereas for the last nine months, I've been receiving calls and inbounds related to our Tyco project. So people are looking to get positions with quality assets, and I'd rather have a quality asset in our portfolio than not. No, I, no, I, I get that. And look, I'm, all, I'm, all I'm trying to do is get a sense of um, your, your thinking and the pressures that you're under, which affect that thinking, right? So you, like I say, you've kind of got all the right buzzwords in terms of, you know, um, copper, nickel, cobalt, you know, um, nickel, silver, gold. It's, it's, all, it's all happening. And you're you're in control of what you can control of, and 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 that is like how do you spend the money that you do have? Because I think timing is everything. You know, you've got to time the market for some of these commodities, some of these metals, um, for, or, or you or you're going to just be spending money for the sake of spending money. So, for example, with you know doing a PEA, you, it's the beginning of a process which leads to some you know a, a creative uh, value, but at the same time, PEAs themselves don't haven't tended for the last 18 months or so to give the companies the bump that they need. So is the bump or the spend better put into the ground through the drill bit or through acquisitions? I mean, how, how, how are you viewing the, your ability to generate and create value for your shareholders in the share price? What, you know, what are you focused on? Yeah, so part of what informed our activities right now is what occurred last spring or Q2, if you will. The market basically rolled and we had a decision to make. We said, look, for example, if we take the next $10 million that we're going to invest, given the market context, what is the best way to spend that money and, and invest it in the project? And we made a very conscious decision not to go down the feasibility route with uh, the finished asset at this point in time. We did do an internal scoping study. We, ha we have that, but it's not for, uh, for public consumption. You know, the reality is to take a project like that to BFS level, you know, that, that's a lot of money, right? That's maybe another 15 odd plus or minus million dollars easily to, uh, to, to get there. So we, we looked at the tea leaves and we said, we think based on the discovery success and what we've got in Ontario, let's focus there and build out the resource. The grades are absolutely spectacular. Maybe, maybe since I'm sitting here at the booth and there's nobody behind me, what I'm going to do is I'm going to just show you some of the core. So we, you know, we've got stuff oh, awesome. here running, running like 12% nickel. Like, so 
you'll have to you'll have to zoom in and read the labels afterwards uh, when this isn't running live. But here here you go. Here's some of our core. Cool. So what are we looking at there? We are looking at the core from Smoke Lake and from West Pickle. And, you know, this piece here, for example, that's running 10.3% nickel, 0.8% uh, copper, 0.15% cobalt. You know, this, this, wow. is, this is the good wow. stuff. It, it's pretty spectacular. Yeah. Over here is my favorite piece uh, by a long shot. So I, I might have to put this one in my pocket. But this is 12.9% <laughs> nickel, 2.7% copper, 0.16% cobalt. Plus, you've got the PGs on top of that. And, and wow. this is what we're working with in, in Ontario at the Tyco Project. And that's, you know, our booth has been just crazy yesterday and earlier this morning. We seem to be at a, almost a lunchtime pause right now. Um, it, it, it's pretty exciting stuff. Well, th no, th those crazy are insane. Um, yeah. Okay, we 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 gotta we gotta pick this up um, when you get a, get out of PDAC because I know you've got to press the flash and you know walk walk the streets as it were and and, and and talking to people. But I'd love to kind of get into some of that drilling that you've done there because obviously I, I was going to ask you know have you got a preference as to how you allocate your capital? You said you're going to spend it wisely and and you'll make those decisions um, you know as things proceed. But Tyco is the thing that people got excited about last year. We've done a couple of interviews where. Tyco sounds like it is continuing to knock it out of the park. It is, yeah. But we need to, but we need to find more tons, right? We've got fantastic right. grain. We've got there two go. zones that go. are twenty kilometers apart. We've still got some news to uh, to put into the market. But what we need to do is is build the tonnage. And you know, some people have observed you've done things a little bit backwards. Most people go out and find the, the you know a lower grade deposit and then try and find high grade sweeteners to actually make it economic where we're hitting the floor right away with this incredible material and now we just need to build up with uh, some more grade and given the tens of kilometers of these interpreted conoliths that we have on the property you know we think we're going to get there but it's still early days you know what people need to remember is this property hasn't even mapped so all the work is being done by ourselves for the first time and uh, we just got to do the uh, all the recipe that's over here. Well, as in, uh, you've, you've only got thirty thousand hectares to explore, so um, you, you better get on with it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, love you and leave you. Um, get up with the rest of the conference. Come and see us afterwards because I want, I do want to kind of get that uh, update on on, on Tyco and and quite frankly this this new acquisition of yours. Um, so thanks very much for making the time for us today. Oh, thank you so much, Matt. Always a pleasure talking to you. Have a good day.